Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's episode all about sleep coaching methods, teaching our little ones how to fall asleep on their own. Hi, I'm Pam, and with me I have Elisa, as always. Hello. Thanks for joining us. You know what? This is such a big topic, how to teach independent sleep, what teaching independent sleep is, all of that great information. So we really just want to jump in and get started. So first, let's start with what is sleep coaching? Or some people might prefer to call it sleep training, but we like to call it sleep coaching. What is it? It's when you choose a method to teach your little one how to fall asleep on their own. There are different methods out there. It's really important that you choose a method that is going to be the best fit for your family and your child. So always taking into account what your child's temperament is, but also as a parent or caregiver, what method you feel you're going to be able to be more consistent with, because it really is a lot about consistency. It really is. So can we sleep coach without crying? That typically tends to be a really big, probably the biggest question. You know, can we teach, can I teach my little one how to fall asleep without there being any upset, without there being any tears, without there being any, you know, having to listen to them cry or or being with them while they're crying? The short answer to that is not usually. Sometimes you will have a baby or a child who is really flexible and adaptable and who does just go into this with very little upset There's no way for us to really know how each child is going to handle the changes. The main thing here is that you're changing something on your child. You're changing something that they're very used to and have become accustomed to. And in most cases, this is all they know. So for them, the way that you're doing it right now is what feels comfortable because that's all they know up to this point. So naturally, when you change a routine, when you change something, they are going to have some upset for the most part, just voicing their opinion about how this isn't comfortable for them yet. With consistency and with practice and experience and follow through on the, the parent's part, they are going to be able to feel more comfortable with this and they are going to be able to learn this skill on being able to put themselves to sleep. It's just that there may be some upset while you're getting there. It doesn't mean though that you have to leave your child in a room on their own if you're not comfortable with that. You can choose Mm -hmm. a method where you are right there in the room with them. So we're going to talk a little bit about those different methods that are out there. And then we're going to talk about our methods so that you're well-informed if you do decide to venture down the journey of teaching your little one how to fall asleep on their own. So before we jump into those methods, there are a lot of reasons for families to choose to teach their little ones how to fall asleep, to sleep coach them. One of the biggest pieces is getting sleep on board, making sure that their little ones are getting the sleep that they need. We know that babies who are well-rested 
will have an easier time focusing, will be able to manage more of their day-to-day, that frustration when they're getting great sleep. So we know the important reasons for getting that great sleep. And for some families, just getting those consolidated naps on board, getting that great overnight sleep on board is their main factor. So when a baby knows how to fall asleep on their own and feels confident with that and feels comfortable with that, they are able or more likely to be able to fall back asleep after they wake up in the night for whatever reason they might be waking. So generally they go through their sleep cycle and at the end of their sleep cycle, they come into a light sleep and they check their surroundings. If everything is the way that it was when they fell asleep in the first place, they're more likely to be able to do that on their own if they know how to do it on their own going to sleep initially. Whereas if they need to be rocked or they need a parent right there, they need help falling asleep, that's when they're going to wake up and need that recreated in order for them to feel comfortable again going back to sleep. So teaching independent sleep can be very beneficial for that. Just teaching them how to feel comfortable falling asleep on their own so that in the night and after a short nap, they're able to roll over and put themselves back to sleep without needing to have somebody in there to help them fall back asleep each and every time. You know, it's very normal for our children to wake through the night. We wake through the night, we fix our blankets, we, you know, adjust our pillows. So the goal isn't that they're just going to fall asleep, stay asleep and not move all night long. They're going to wake up. They're going to have those numerous wakings, but the goal is that they can roll over and go back to sleep. It's really no different if you went to bed in your bed and then two hours later you wake up and you're outside sleeping on a patio chair. Right? You're not just going to be like, okay, I'm rolling back over and going back to bed. You're going to be, where's my bed? Where's my blanket? Where's my pillow? Where's that comfy stuff that I was able to fall asleep? I mean, then you're going to ask yourself why you're out on a patio chair, but that's another conversation. Uh, but that same idea, right? We all wake through the night. We all check our surroundings. We all have that confidence to roll over and go back to sleep. If I wake up and I smell smoke, I'm not going to roll over and go back to sleep. If I wake up and everything's the same, I'm confident that I'm good to be able to fall back asleep. And that's exactly what we want to build in our babies when it comes to teaching them how to fall asleep on their own. So some of the reasons why a lot of families choose this route is baby waking frequently all throughout the night, really short naps, waking up at five o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning and not being able to go back to sleep. Sometimes it's that you're rocking baby for, you know, an hour and then you just need a little bit of time for yourself because we all need some time for ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's not selfish as a parent to need a little bit of time for ourselves. So you rock them for an hour and then you've worked so hard to get them to sleep and then you go put them into their crib so that you can have a few minutes to go and take a shower or do whatever you might need to do. And they wake up immediately upon going into the crib. And then there you are starting all over again. Another thing that we see often is just getting that consistency. It's really sleep is one of the toughest things with babies and children. There's so many pieces to it. So having that consistency of being able to put my baby and this was me, like my guys didn't really wake a whole lot. I mean, they did, but I didn't have to get to that point where I was so exhausted for me. I was like, I need to get sleep consistent. I need to get sleep predictable. So, you know, even if we weren't having crazy, awful sleep, I still needed that consistency. I still needed to know that if I put my babies down at six o'clock at night for bedtime or six 30 for bedtime, that they were going to sleep that great big stretch. I can do 
what I needed to do with my other children. I could go out, I could have a date with my husband. And we had that consistency every single night. We had that consistency for naps. That's another really big piece to teaching that independent sleep as well. Yes, such an important piece. Now we say consistency and we say predictable, but of course they are babies. So we're not expecting perfection out of them. Yes. But we want to know that we, it is predictable enough that if they do wake up one day at eight o'clock PM, when we've put them to bed at six 30, then that's an off night. That's not the norm. So there are some things to be mindful of when you are teaching independent sleep. And one of them is when can you start? The goal is around four ish months of age. You can start teaching independent sleep. The big piece here to remember is it doesn't matter if your little one's 13 months or two and a half or four, it's never too late to teach independent sleep. There's always good reason to offer your child the skill of being able to fall asleep on their own and have great sleep for their life. Like it really is that crucial to their every day. And for as they get older and older and older, having that skill of being able to fall asleep and settle themselves really really makes a huge difference in their overall sleep. So starting after that four month of age is when we know that our little ones are able to learn. And this is a big piece to it, right? Is how our little ones learn. One of the FAQs that we get is, do I have to night wean in order to teach my baby how to fall asleep on their own? In short, the answer is no, you don't have to. If you're not comfortable with that, you can start off by feeding them at night and then night wean them a little bit further down the road. This is a conversation for another day, and we will have a whole podcast episode about this coming up shortly. I just wanted to address that really quickly because that is something that might hold you back from teaching independent sleep. And I don't want that piece to hold you back from getting that predictable, consolidated sleep from your baby. Mm -hmm. And consolidated sleep doesn't mean that at four months, you absolutely have to take all night feeds off of the table. Yeah, no, my my little ones fed through the night and still were great sleepers. So you absolutely don't have to, but I'm excited for that podcast episode. Yes. So be well, sure to come we'll, back and we'll get right into it in that episode. <laughs> absolutely. So now let's take this opportunity to talk about some of the methods that are out there. And then we will talk about our methods and how we've kind of taken some of those methods and and made them into our own to suit our philosophy. So one of the methods is the pick up put down method, which you will probably hear about. This method is just that you put your baby in the crib awake, maybe a little drowsy. And then what you do is when they start crying or get or fussing, you would pick them up again and hold them until they are calm or drowsy. And then you'd put them back in and then repeat that. So when they start becoming upset, you pick them up and you hold them until they're calm. Now, this method can work for some babies, potentially on the younger side. I Mm -hmm. do, however, find that A lot of parents who have used this method with their babies find that it is very stimulating for baby because that's a lot of picking up and putting down and there's not a whole lot of space for them to learn how to fall asleep on their own. So for some babies, that constant pick up, put down, pick up, put down, pick up, put down can just be way too stimulating and it can actually frustrate them more or prolong that period that it would take them to actually fall asleep. So it could take them longer to fall asleep in the end Mm -hmm. with that method. And you need to have a lot of patience as a parent or caregiver to be doing this method because you are there 
constantly picking them up and putting them down. So it can work for some babies. However, it doesn't work for some because of the stimulation factor. So our second method that we'll kind of break down for you is that chair method. So there are a few different variations of this method, but the idea here is we put our child into bed awake and we are sitting beside them. With this method and the variations of it, some do call for a little more intervention, some call for a little less. So like we said, there are variations to this and all of these can be modified for sure. But the idea here is we're starting beside the bed, starting beside your child, and then moving your position every few days until you are out of the room. So you're just becoming less involved in the whole process. You're becoming less visible as the days go on. So your child is getting used to you not being there. Again, it really depends on your child's temperament. For some babies, this method might be great. For others, it might make them more upset if you're sitting beside them and not really doing a whole lot of intervention, depending on which variation you choose of the method. (laughs) Yeah. Another thing too, is sometimes for the parents being in the room can be a little bit harder as well. So it really can work. Absolutely. Using those variations can make it a little bit easier sometimes, but it's knowing whether or not it's going to fit for you and your little one. So then there are the the check and console methods. This would be more like Ferber method because you've probably heard about the Ferber method. So this is when you put your child to bed awake And then you leave the room and then you go back and check and you would extend the period of intervals in between check-ins until your child is asleep. When you go into the room with some of these, again, there are variations of this method as well, but with some of them, you're not doing a whole lot of intervention when you do enter the room. You're just going in and then you're leaving. So it's more of that your presence is there to reassure them that Mm -hmm. you're there. This last method is extinction or typically what you hear is cried out. So this is when you do your routine, you put your little one into their bed awake, and then you close the door, leave the room, and essentially don't go back in until the morning if you're doing this overnight. So you're leaving them without doing those check-ins. This isn't typically a method that we use. Elisa and I are able to teach sleep with being able to respond and reassure them and build that confidence. So we don't need to necessarily use this cried out method. A lot of families have used it. A lot of families will be advised to use it. Again, this is going to be something that it has to fit with your family. And the goal is short term. We don't want to be using this for weeks and weeks and weeks. So if you are going to use it, it's short term so that it's a quick and then they're learning. If you do try it and it doesn't work, that is okay to stop and and take a break and try something else. We also want you to know that if you did use this method and you have great sleep, that is fantastic. There's nothing wrong with doing what works for your family. And this is a method that can work. It's just not a method that we choose as there's lots of different ways to be able to teach them. So now's the really fun bit. We get to talk about our methods and This is something that Elisa and I have worked really hard on creating sleep methods and ways to teach our little ones how to fall asleep on their own by building their confidence and building their sense of security and making sure that they are feeling great and able to handle each step that we're taking. Yes, there's only so many ways we can do our methods. We can be out of the room. We can be in the room. What we really focus on is what we do when we go into the room. So we've taken bits of all the other methods and we've created our own 
way of doing it that just better suits our philosophy. Elisa and I have our background in early childhood education. We understand how children learn. We know that, you know, cause and effect. And we know that if we do this, this is what the child is learning. So we're really able to take these methods, build a response that is hands-on. If you need to pick your little one up, you can pick them up. Yes, there's a lots of different ways to teach them, but our goal is just like when we're going to be teaching them how to ride a bike and just like we're going to be teaching them how to swim, we are there to support them. So when we're teaching our little ones how to ride a bike, we have our hand on their handlebar, we have a hand on the seat, we're running beside them. Our goal isn't to be doing this until they're 25, right? I don't know how great of shape you guys are. I cannot run beside my kids for longer than absolutely needed. But as we go, and as they start to build their confidence and they start to feel a little more balanced and being able to sit on the seat without toppling over, we let go of the handlebar. And then as that starts to build again, we let go of the seat. We're still running beside them just in case, you know, but we're getting to that point where, okay, now I can just shove you off. And then now I don't even have to help. And that's exactly the way we're going to teach them how to swim. We're going to teach them how to, how to fall asleep on their own. Our goal is to give our little ones these skills, giving you guys the tools as parents to our guardians to be able to teach our little ones by reassuring, by taking those little steps, by being emotionally available and being able to respond as we go. Sorry, that was my blurb. I get very passionate about how we teach independent sleep. So I tend to go off. That was not in my notes. I'm so That's sorry. okay. I love it. <laughs> I tried hard. I tried hard, but I just, there's such a compassionate way to be able to teach sleep and we've nailed it. And it just, it works. It is a commitment. It is work, but there is a great way to be able to teach sleep, to be able to coach them and help them feel safe and secure and help them to feel that response and that confidence coming from you. And one big thing about our methods is that we are somewhat flexible. So mm -hmm. if when we're working with our families, let's say you start with a more gradual method and you want to move towards a method that is a little bit quicker, we're able to do that. So we're able to take where you are, what your goals are and work with you to really get you to that next level and help you reach your goals. So with one of our methods, if you choose to be in the room with your little one, you can be in the room and offering as much hands-on intervention and support as needed on that first day, because that's still a win. Even if you've really helped them to sleep, but they fall asleep in their crib for us, that's a win. And we can work on mm -hmm. that afterwards. It's not like you're going to be in the room with them for weeks and weeks. But that first time that they fall asleep, if you needed to offer a lot of hands-on support, then that is absolutely okay. And then from there, you would start moving your position away. You'd start doing less for them so that they are becoming more and more confident on how to do this on their own. And that is how they can learn how to fall asleep on their own. If you choose to leave the room and go back in, then that is another way that we can work through sleep, right? Because not all families will want to be in the room with their children. And that's okay as well. However, when you do go in for that check-in, you can be offering hands-on support to your little one. So mm -hmm. it's really important to know that there are different ways of doing things and that there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach towards sleep. 
There really isn't. There's so many variables. I mean, we've worked with families that have room shared. We've worked with families that, you know, just so many different variables. And like Elisa said, some little ones will zoom through and have no issues and other ones, you know, oh, we're starting to see this. Okay, we're going to work over here and we're going to work on this. Our holistic approach and looking at that 24 hour day. Yes, sleep is sleep for sure, but there's so many pieces that affect sleep and being able to say, hey, your little one is doing this, we're gonna do this. Your little one is struggling here, we're gonna do this. And being able to know that you can teach sleep and still respond to your baby. That is a really big piece. A lot of people think for some reason that, you know, when we're teaching sleep that they can't, we can't interact with them, we can't touch them, we can't pick them up, we can't do this. And, and we absolutely can. There's, there's absolutely those ways to be able to sleep and still be there and have that response and be hands-on, like Lisa said. And you also don't have to be hands-on if that's the way that you choose as well, right? <laughs> so that's the thing, right? This is where it becomes, this is where it becomes so tough because it's trying to find, you know, what's going to fit for your family. What are you going to be comfortable with? Does in the room or out of the room? And that just can be overwhelming in itself. Yeah. So just taking a look at when you look at all the methods that are out there or reaching out to us and we can help you choose yes. what's right for your family, <laughs> right? But let's say you're looking at all the methods out there. Take a look at what speaks to you most. You know, you probably don't really want to do this, but which of the methods would speak to you the most? Mm-hmm. And which yeah. makes you feel a little more comfortable about taking this next step? So regardless of whether you are going to take this venture on your own or work with a sleep coach, you want to have a little bit of a guideline. How long should sleep coaching take? We want to be seeing big changes and results within the first few days of working on sleep because that is what helps you move forward in this process. Mm -hmm. Now, some of those things like naps, short naps and early rising can take a little bit longer to really get all of the pieces of the puzzle together and fully reach your sleep goals. However, you want to be seeing some progress within the first few days. If you Mm -hmm. are a week into using a method on your own and you are not seeing any progress or the progress that you're seeing is very much up and down and up and down and all over the place, That is when you may want to reach out to a sleep coach. Pam and I would be happy to help you because there is likely something within that response or something within the method that you're using that isn't working for your child. So it needs to be tweaked to better suit them. Sometimes what happens is we are so exhausted. You're in the thick of it. And you just can't see in, you can't see what might be creating some inconsistencies for your child, which is then hindering their ability to fully learn this skill. So having an expert on the outside looking in can be very beneficial to help you reach those goals because we're able to pinpoint exactly what isn't working and we're able to tweak that so that you can start to see more progress. The other thing too, to keep in mind and to kind of recognize, uh, maybe this will help you feel a little less alone if you feel like you're struggling with sleep and you're the only one that's struggling with sleep, is that there are a thousand and twenty seven different pieces to sleep. There are so many little 
intricacies when it comes to sleep and this is off. So this is causing this, you know, if our day sleep is off, then that's can, has the potential to cause long night waking. If, you know, the stretch between last nap and bedtime is too long, that can cause early rising. There's just so many pieces. And like Elisa said, when you're exhausted, when you're trying to be the best parent you, you know, set out to be, you're not getting the sleep that you need. Maybe you're not getting that support. Maybe you're the one that's doing all the researching and reading and looking and trying this and trying that and just not even knowing if you're up, down, sideways, backwards, what you should be doing. That is another one of those really good reasons where families are just like, okay, I've tried too many pieces. <laughs> I don't know what I'm missing. Like I just need somebody to take it off my shoulders. Give me the tools I need. And here's the thing too, guys, is those tools that you get, whether you're working with, whether we're working with a four-year-old or we're working with a 10-year-old, those tools that we're using are the same. They're modified for our, our bigger kids, of course, but those tools are the same. So this is, again, we're giving them the skill to how to fall asleep on their own, but you also have those tools so that, like Elisa said, because we're not expecting perfect robots of children, but when we are traveling and we have some off days or when we're ill and, and they have some off days, we have those tools to be able to get back on track again. Yes, exactly. So we've worked with many families who have tried this on their own and then come to us and just say, you know what, something's mm -hmm. not working. I need to figure out what it is. And with all of our years of experience working with children and our years, years of experience working in this field, we're able to pinpoint what it is and help you on that venture towards healthy sleep a little bit faster. And then it prevents you from second guessing what you're doing every mm -hmm. at every turn. With and it holds you accountable. That's a that's a big piece too. It holds you accountable to, you know, what you're supposed to be doing because it is a commitment. Sleep coaching, teaching independent sleep is a commitment. So for some people having that accountability of like, okay, these are the steps, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to take a really long time. You know, if you're like Lisa said, weeks in, typically by a couple weeks in, we want to have great sleep on board. So are very close to being on at that point. So if you're weeks in, that's another reason to just be like, okay, waving that white flag. I need some guidance. Tell me what to do. Yes. So now you know about some of those methods that are out there. You know the base of them. Of course, we couldn't get into all of the ins and outs of every method because oh, we would goodness. be here for days but <laughs> now you wants to listen to us for that long <laughs> yeah exactly so now you at least have a the base knowledge towards figuring out what is right for your family you can research that online and you can take those methods and you can look them up and see what best suits you or you can just reach out to us at info at restfulparenting.com or join our facebook group group all things sleep and parenting, and we can help you figure out what is best for your family. We can work with you one-on-one -on -one if that is the route that you would like to take. We are here to help you in whatever way that we can. Sleep is tough and, and you know, parenting is even harder and you don't have to do this exhausted and you definitely don't have to do it on your own. We absolutely wish you guys the absolute best of luck. Know that if you do get overwhelmed with all of that research, though, that we are a quick email away and we'd love to chat. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. 
if you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.